This program is paid for by Your Radio Doctor, LLC. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Your Radio Doctor and their guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPHT or Odyssey. Your Radio Doctor does not recommend or endorse any specific tests, products, physicians, procedures, opinions, or other information that may be mentioned on Your Radio Doctor. Always consult your own physician. Today's program has been pre-recorded. Millions of Americans are losing their medical assistance or Medicaid coverage. If this affects you, Independence Blue Cross can help. You may be eligible to enroll in a health plan for as little as $0 a month. With Independence Blue Cross, you get the largest provider network in the area, including most Keystone First Doctors and hospitals. We also offer free 24-7 telemedicine, coverage for hospital stays and prescriptions. See if you qualify for $0 health insurance and enroll today. Call Independence Blue Cross at 1-844-464-2583 or visit ibx.com slash stay covered. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. It's time for the Delaware Valley's first radio doctor. On call every Saturday afternoon at 5. This is your radio doctor with Dr. Marianne Ritchie. Presented exclusively by Independence Blue Cross. Listen, 7 months or 10 months is an absolutely exceptional, exceptionally short time frame to produce this vaccine. Your health determines your life, your longevity, and your happiness. Let your radio doctor lead the way with your medical education. Your radio doctor, Dr. Marianne Ritchie. Good afternoon and welcome to your radio doctor. I'm your host, Dr. Marianne Ritchie. Happy New Year. We say goodbye to Father Time and welcome Baby New Year, a tradition started by the ancient Greeks in about 600 BCE. Infants were carried around in baskets as a tribute to the god Dionysus, the god of fertility and wine. Of course, the baby represents the birth of the new year, the chance for a fresh start. It's hard to believe that it's 2024. Didn't we just flip the calendar from the 1990s to 2000 a year ago? Well, now in our third decade, we pause to reflect. Because a century ago, America experienced the roaring 20s a time of dramatic social and political change marked by prohibition, risque flappers dancing the Charleston, and women gaining the right to vote. Well, you might look at the 2020s in a similar light, another time of great change and uncertainty. And just as this decade started, the pandemic surfaced. I had just launched Your Radio Doctor on the first Sunday in February of 2020. And by week number six, COVID came to town, And across the world, the fear and anxiety were palpable. Now, as a medical show host, my goal is to provide listeners with the most current information about prevention, testing, and treatment of common medical conditions. But when COVID reared its ugly head, I recognized the need to infuse my audience with a weekly dose of inspiration and highlight people who face adversity with courage or who do great work in the community which led to our weekly segment called You're a Real Champion. One of the early stories centered around Pat Gannon and her daughter Siobhan Knox, both nurses at Temple University Hospital. Temple had so many critically ill people, they had a COVID building. While others shied away, Pat and Siobhan volunteered to do extra shifts and work together on the same unit with the very sickest COVID patients. This was very early in the pandemic when we were all paralyzed by the unknown and they willingly walked into that danger. 
Since then, we've shared over 160 captivating stories of your real champions. Beautiful stories of ordinary people with extraordinary reactions when faced with challenge. So this week, our show is called The Parade of Champions. We invite you to revisit some of your real champions from 2023. They've truly inspired me, and I hope your spirits are lifted and your hearts are moved by them as well. I call this segment, Best Christmas Ever. Do you remember how great it felt to wake up and realize it was finally Christmas morning? What would you find from Santa? Well, the only thing better is watching the look on a child's face when they realize Santa did arrive. Well, in 2010, Don Leotinen was extremely ill with a condition known as ulcerative colitis. As a GI doctor, I know how debilitating this could be. Don was just out of the hospital, lost a lot of weight. His blood count was quite low. He remembers his father tearing up as he looked at Don's weakened condition. Don found it hard to look at himself in the mirror because he was so pale and gaunt. It was Christmas Eve and he felt a sinking feeling as he stood before his Christmas tree with no presents. How was the single dad going to tell his three-year-old little boy that Santa didn't come this year? A little later that night, there was a knock at the door. And what to his wondrous eyes should appear, but his mother and family was something much better than reindeer. They had two big bags of Christmas gifts. Don was overwhelmed with joy and lifted by the generosity that embraced him. In that moment, the hole in his stomach, the emptiness he felt an hour before, was replaced with sparks all over his body. What may have been the worst became the best Christmas ever. He recalls the following three years as the hardest period in his life. Months to get his condition under control, major surgery. So he couldn't sustain his own small business, which was a home service company. During that period, he had time to ponder the question, why did God send those people to my home that night? Then he realized that God planted the seed in Don to pay it forward. That goal to bring others the best Christmas ever is what helped him focus on the work of his recovery. The first year, Don and his friends started with one family. Don brought a request to a Christian radio station. Then listeners sent in nominations and they chose another family with a sick dad. The night they chose was the exact same date as Don's best Christmas, and there was a huge snowstorm. Did I mention this is in the middle of Minnesota? After the visit, Don and his friends were so excited, they got back in their car and felt like it was vibrating. Since then, best Christmas ever has grown and now reaches families in 17 states and even Canada. The mission? To serve families who have fallen upon tough times through no fault of their own. Best Christmas Ever partners with community partners such as hospitals, schools, social workers, pastors, and radio to find families. In each case, the family receives about $10,000. Each family member receives 10 gifts tailored to their specific needs and then one substantial gift for the entire family, like six months of mortgage payments. Or last year, a single mom with six children was given a new car from a local car dealer. Their website lists a North Pole fund where people can donate. Don gives the example, in a moment's notice, 250 people all came together to help a family. They heard the story and jumped in to help total strangers. He said, it's like watching God's work on earth right in front of you. 
Captains are local leaders in their communities who organize the drop for a particular family. One captain said, it's never about the presence the family receives. It's always about your presence. Hugs and tears flow before a single gift is opened. Families feel the love and compassion when they realize they're not alone. And that's something no amount of money can buy. Led by his faith, Don faced his own illness head on, but stopped relying on his own strength. He turned to God and surrendered to God's plan, which he found to be very liberating. In return, he found his mission and recalls the words of Mother Teresa, who said, you might not be able to feed a hundred families, but you can start with one. And he quotes George Washington Carver, who said, when you do common things in an uncommon way, you command the attention of the world. Don says it's not just about giving people money. It's putting time and effort into making a life-changing impact. We salute you, Don Leotinen, your real champion, and wish you the best Christmas ever. Learn more about Best Christmas Ever on their website, bcemovement.org, and help a family in your community. Best Christmas Ever, bcemovement.org. Thanks for listening to Your Radio Doctor with Dr. Marianne Ritchie, exclusively presented by Independence Blue Cross. If you have a question for the medical mailbag, just send a note to doctor at yourradiodoctor.net. At Independence Blue Cross, we believe in giving you the tools you need to pursue your healthiest life. From premiums as low as $0 per month to health discounts and cash rewards, it pays to have coverage with Independence. With the strongest network of doctors and hospitals in the region and free 24-7 virtual doctor visits, you can feel confident that quality care is always within reach. Learn more about your coverage options at ibx.com. When Recovery Centers of America at Devon opened its campuses on the main line and in South Jersey, they offered a new approach, local addiction treatment led by an expert, caring team of professionals. RCA has since helped thousands and leads the way in innovative programs and exceptional inpatient and outpatient care, all in a beautiful setting that allows for healing and recovery. RCA answers the phone and admits patients 24-7, 365, including the holidays. All admitted patients and staff are routinely tested for COVID-19. Call now at 1-888-RECOVERY. That's 1-888-RECOVERY. Thanks for joining us for your Radio Doctor this week as we feature some of our favorite real champions from 2023. I call this segment, Cheers! Here's to Dry January every month of the year. In recent years, Dry January has become a worldwide trend, taking the month to abstain after the holiday gatherings with socializing that involved eating and drinking more than usual. Now add the pandemic, when we saw an increased intake of alcohol, often related to stress. Abstaining for a month, even for those who don't abuse alcohol, might be a good time to reflect. How much do I drink? Cutting back might save money, calories, and help you sleep better. It's also a good time to reflect on all of your habits, eating, drinking, vaping, sleeping, exercising, and develop new coping skills, especially if you realize you were starting to depend on that glass of wine to unwind. Robert and Ariel Ashford took the concept a step further. Why not have a bar, restaurant, where people can come together and socialize, have great food, and raise a toast with zero-proof libations? In March of 2022, the couple opened the Volstead Bar by Unity in Maniunk. 
When you visit their website, VolstedZeroProof.com, that's V-O-L-S-T-E-A-D, you'll learn about their story. The Volstead is a 100% vegan, full-service restaurant that employs people in recovery and people returning from incarceration. For Robert and Ariel, it's a social mission. They are both celebrating more than a decade in recovery, and they're providing a space that welcomes and embraces others who are starting over. Think about it. When someone has been in recovery treatment or been incarcerated, they're asked to go back into the mainstream and begin to live again. Imagine how hard it must be to find work. Find an employer to give you the chance to work hard, a chance to shine. Well, Robert is actually a recovery scientist focused on substance use and recovery communities, support services, and other interventions for behavioral health disorders. He and his wife, Arielle, each have a master's degree in social work, and Robert is currently pursuing a PhD in health policy. In fact, it was at a national event focused on recovery in Washington, D.C., where his star crossed with Arielle's. Now, how many of you could say you met your life partner at the White House? Robert has been recognized with many prestigious awards. He works with national government organizations, and he serves on the Philadelphia Mayor's Task Force to combat the opioid epidemic. So now you have a better understanding of their mission. The Volstead is only one of their unity concepts. Unity Recovery is an RCO, Recovery Community Organization, with peer-to-peer-based recovery support services. There's also Unity Yoga, the Unity Taqueria, and coming soon, a coffee shop called Unity Java. They want to make a difference in their community. They hire individuals who identify as in recovery or returning from incarceration, then pay them a living wage and focus on long-term skills development to help them reach their goals. Then they donate a portion of the profits back into community-based recovery supports and re-entry services to help build the world we hope to live in. To date, they've hired and supported over 100 individuals. The appeal of a zero-proof bar? Well, for everyone, whether in recovery, pregnant or nursing, super curious, running a marathon the next day, or just focusing on their health, everyone can enjoy nightlife and a social atmosphere with great food and non-alcoholic beer, wine, and delicious craft cocktails, not just a Shirley Temple or a Roy Rogers, and as a bonus, no hangover the next morning. You have to admire their four-prong approach, which considers sustainability with 100% vegan plates that promote the ecosystem, wellness, a chance for a great evening with cocktails that leave you feeling great the next day, community, they pay a living wage to those in recovery and returning from incarceration, and the social investment, investing in their neighbors. Earlier this week, I spoke to Trisha Vasinda, Director of Operations for the Volstead and the Unity Taqueria. The Volstead has seating for up to 60 people, depending on table arrangements, and they were sold out for every weekend in January and several weeknights. Earlier today, we heard from a national expert from the Mayo Clinic who reminded us that consuming more alcohol than is recommended increases your risk for many diseases. And the American Cancer Society tells us more than one serving per day for women and more than two a day for men increases risk for multiple cancers. So hats off to the Volstead, the first zero-proof bar in our Philly region. Website, VolsteadZeroProof.com. We salute you, Robert and Ariel Ashford, your real champions. 
This week on Your Radio Doctor, it's the best of your real champions. Thanks for listening. I call this segment, Keep Calm and Love a Tow Truck Driver. Dave Torres owns a towing company and often works through the night. He might have to move a car with a dead battery, a car with a flat tire, or maybe one that's parked illegally. But his list of services now includes a different type of pickup and delivery. Just after midnight on January 3rd, Dave was traveling on a dark street in North Philadelphia, 9th and Wyoming to be exact. He noticed a car that was pulled over, someone strapped briefly, and then left. He could see a woman in the car waving for help, so he got down from his tow truck and approached her. What happened next is hard to imagine. He asked the woman if she was all right. She explained that she had just delivered a baby. He was shocked at first and didn't believe her. She was hugging the steering wheel, frozen in pain. He called 911. While he waited for help, he left the phone on speaker so the dispatch operator could give him instructions. Dave lowered the back of her seat so she could lie down. He removed his sweatshirt, then his own t-shirt to wrap the baby on this cold January morning and place the baby on his mother's chest. The operator explained to Dave that he'd need to tie the umbilical cord. He took a shoelace from a sneaker in the back seat. Once he tied the cord, the baby started breathing. Finally, the rescue team arrived and took the mother's Latasha James to the hospital with her beautiful new little baby boy. Dave then took the keys to her car parked it in a private lot where it would be safe until Latasha was discharged from the hospital. Latasha's story began on January 2nd. She had given birth before, so she didn't think the symptoms she noticed through the day represented labor. The baby wasn't due for another month. By 11 p.m., her water broke. She called 911. They wanted to take her to one hospital, but she wanted to go to a different hospital and decided to drive herself. As she felt the baby entering the world, she pulled over and waved for help. Five different cars stopped, looked, and kept going. When Dave came, she knew he didn't catch on right away, and in plain words, she had to say, the baby is in my pants. The story continues. It was Dave who picked her up at the hospital to bring her home. Latasha was so happy to bring her new baby Kaysen home to meet his big brother Carson, who just turned two on Valentine's Day. At birth, baby Kaysen weighed four pounds. Now he's thriving at a robust eight pounds. Latasha can only say, God bless Dave. He makes me so appreciative. And the next time I see someone who needs help, I'll want to be like Dave. She is forever grateful. As for Dave, he's a dad. In fact, that night, he was headed to drop something to his 19-year-old daughter for work the next day. And when he didn't arrive on time, he was getting text messages. Dad, where are you? He had to show his family pictures of the rescue vehicles to convince them of the incredible scene that surrounded him. He remembers the joy he felt when his daughter and two sons were born, but never thought he'd be acting as the stork. What's remarkable? As a tow truck driver, Dave always helps people in difficult situations. And he's faced a a few tough situations in his own life. You see, two years ago, Dave returned from a 10-year term in prison. Maybe his dedication to helping others is a reflection of the gratitude he has for his freedom. As a man of faith, a Muslim, he feels very blessed and truly believes that everything happens for a reason. He reflects on those 10 years and says he learned from the experience which made him a better person. 
As Dave told his story and philosophy on faith, it was hard to hold back the tears. Dave was the angel who saved a mother and her baby on that cold morning when others turned away. To help a stranger in medical emergency, protect her car, then bring her home from the hospital, that's more than being a good person. It's a magnificent story of redemption. We salute you, Dave Torres and Latasha James, your real champions. A special thank you to Janice Armstrong, a writer for the Philadelphia Inquirer and the Daily News, who published this story in the Inquirer on January 29th and was kind enough to connect me with Dave and Latasha. Thank you, Janice Armstrong, my new bestie. What a great way to open the new year. It's the best of your real champions this week on Your Radio Doctor. I call this segment Ode to a Mentor. As medical students, we study all specialties. During my time in surgery, I was convinced I'd be a hand surgeon. But on the first day of internal medicine, I opened the chart of a patient with a complex case of Crohn's disease. Along came a dignified senior attending who sat down, introduced himself as Dr. Franz Goldstein, and gave me a private lesson on inflammatory bowel disease, then thanked me for listening and for helping to care for his patient. This was a scholar and a gentleman. With time, I saw him as a mentor, spellbound by his interaction with each patient, listening well, responding with caring, detailed explanations. Every word, every action reflected his empathy and commitment. I quickly realized that I walked in the shadow of a living encyclopedia. After I trained a GI, I was fortunate to join his practice at Lancaster Hospital and became a partner. He never referred to me as a woman doctor, never treated me as his junior partner. I was always his respected colleague. Over the years, I became fascinated by Franz Goldstein, the man. Methodical, punctual, calm. He quoted medical literature back to the 1930s, loved the opera, spoke five languages without an accent, and his backyard looked like Longwood Gardens. It wasn't until the eve of his 90th birthday that I had the honor of hearing his life story. At age 19, he and his sister, her husband, and toddler were on a train to Auschwitz. Their plan? At the next stop, Franz would jump first, catch the baby, then the others would follow. Well, Franz jumped, but woke up three days later after a concussion, never to see his sister again. It took four days to walk to his hometown, where neighbors hid him in their attic and Frank style for over two years. On rare occasion, he'd go outside in the dark at night for a breath of air, never wanting to be seen by the grandchildren who might reveal their family's secret. While in isolation, he kept a strict schedule of daily reading, writing, and caring for his cat. The structure was his saving grace. That's probably why, as a colleague, we met every morning at exactly 8.15 to discuss patient calls. He had the same coffee, the same Danish, cut in the same eight pieces every day. The family had five daughters, and one sister had a boyfriend forced to serve in Hitler's army. At his own risk, the young soldier gave Franz a gun for protection. Borders were always changing between Poland and Germany. He had to learn Polish and Russian without an accent to survive. Sadly, Franz was the only member of his family to escape war-torn Germany, but he was always thankful to those who helped him survive and begin a new life. With only three semesters of college, 
He came to the U.S. in 1947. Fate led him to find work as a technician in the Jefferson Research Lab of Dr. John Gibbon, where Franz's work led to a major breakthrough and the first successful surgery with the heart-lung machine. He then graduated first in his Jefferson class of 1953, distinguished himself as a resident, then trained in both GI and lung disease, later recognized nationally and internationally with multiple awards, and was hailed as the president of the American College of Gastroenterology and the International Bacchus GI Society. He wrote 143 papers and practiced until the age of 82. On several occasions, young Franz had looked death in the face. When I asked about his long hours of training in two fields at once, he said, after so many years of misery, anything would be better. He had survived the devastation of war and appreciated every day he had the chance to make the world a better place. Of his work with Dr. Gibbon, he humbly called himself a lowly lab tech and said, I did what I could. It was just a small step. I greatly admired Dr. Gibbon. During his final days in hospice at age 91, he recalled an epiphany he had during the war. He promised himself he'd never get ahead at the expense of another person and said, as I look back, I worked hard and I never did anything to be ashamed of. I never expected anyone to donate or do anything for me and to make a new life, I'd have to do it for myself. I hope I helped a few people along the way, which we know he did. Two days ago was February 23rd, his birthday, and I always think of him on that day. It was very painful to say goodbye to my dear friend and mentor, a shining star in the medical community. Franz Goldstein was brilliant, refined, and humble. Grateful for his new life, he devoted his time, talent, and energy to the art of healing. It was painful for him to look back, so he focused on the future. We spent years in practice together, and at that last visit, he told me he always looked at me as a daughter. Surely Providence brought us together. My own father who had passed away was Frank, and now my mentor was Franz. And it wasn't until I read his death notice that I learned that the sister he lost in the war was Marianne. We salute you, Dr. Franz Goldstein. You're a real champion. Today's edition of Your Radio Doctor with Dr. Marianne Ritchie, presented exclusively by Independence Blue Cross, can be enjoyed anytime, anywhere, at your convenience. Just download the Odyssey app and search Your Radio Doctor. It's health education on demand. Millions of Americans are losing their medical assistance or Medicaid coverage. If this affects you, Independence Blue Cross can help. You may be eligible to enroll in a health plan for as little as $0 a month. With Independence Blue Cross, you get the largest provider network in the area, including most Keystone First doctors and hospitals. We also offer free 24-7 telemedicine, coverage for hospital stays and prescriptions. See if you qualify for $0 health insurance and enroll today. Call Independence Blue Cross at 1-844-464-2583 or visit ibx.com slash stay covered. Your radio doctor, Dr. Marianne Ritchie, now Saturday afternoons at 5, presented exclusively by Independence Blue Cross. This program is paid for by Your Radio Doctor, LLC. We're honoring some of your favorite real champions this week and being lifted by their courage and resilience. Remember, if you know a real champion in your family, workplace, or community, tell us so we can shine the light on them. Send an email to info at yourradiodoctor.net. I call this segment Adapt and Thrive. 
Andrew Austin is a natural athlete. He's from a family of four brothers and one sister, so he grew up playing soccer, football, baseball, and golf. But sports were a bit more challenging for Andrew than other kids because he was born without his right forearm or hand. The doctor looked at his parents and said, if you don't have a problem, he won't. And Andrew never remembers any conversation about being different. He was never discouraged to put himself out there, especially in athletics. In fact, sports were a way to express himself. He loved to prove people's preconceived ideas as wrong. He wanted to be the book people opened and learned that there's more to a person than the cover. His family lived near a golf club where he could spend Sundays with his dad. A seed was planted that grew into his lifelong love for the sport. He played golf with one arm and didn't even try a prosthesis until seventh grade because when he was younger, he had a crab claw device that was uncomfortable. Now, it was a very effective tool for pinching his brothers, but for sports, he was fine on his own. But Andrew didn't limit his focus to golf. At Radnor High School, he went to the Big Diamond as the pitcher for his team. A story by Channel 6 Action News describes the smooth delivery of his pitches and his sweet swing as a batter. While holding the glove close to his body with his partial right arm, he'd throw the pitch with his left hand, then quickly switch the glove onto his left hand so he could feel the hits. It was so seamless that it often took some time for other teams to notice. At the plate, he started using a prosthesis that helped him bat at 333 with 15 stolen bases. His coach called him the best fielder, best player, and their best kid. Not only did he defy people's expectations on the field, during his interview, he displayed exceptional wisdom and maturity and said, just because you look different doesn't mean you are different. You got to be you and do what you love. My love is sports, but it doesn't have to be sports. Be comfortable in your own skin and everything else will fall into place. Andrew excelled at every sport he ever tried because he adapted to his challenges. For example, he played soccer with his right foot, which might lead us to think he's naturally right-handed. Well, he found a way to convince his left hand to write, tie his shoes, and pitch a baseball. And eventually, he got a prosthesis that could hold different attachments for weightlifting, golf, and baseball. At age 12, he was at the golf course taking practice swings. An expectant dad had just learned that his wife was carrying a baby without a hand. He saw Andrew in motion and tearfully approached him and said, you changed my life. You opened my eyes. A year later, Andrew met the dad and his little baby. During college, Andrew worked at a grade school with kids after school and became head coach of the fifth grade basketball team. He liked working with kids, but also realized that though parents make a mark, so can a mentor to help you grow up, be social and find fulfillment. So after graduation from college in 2020, he continued to work with young people. He started making videos to inspire kids with disabilities and for anyone who has can't in their vocabulary that anything is possible. Andrew says, I win even if one person behind me is inspired. Be yourself. Do what you love. Don't worry about what other people think. Andrew finds strength in his mother's words. Struggle is growth. He meets those struggles head on because they build character. You want to grow with struggles. Take one obstacle at a time. There's always a solution. 
You just have to put in the time and figure out a way to do it. He shares his philosophy in a video entitled Opportunities in Obstacles. Andrew's now the manager of corporate sponsorship and events at Pickleball for America, but he still invests time in his community. On Monday of this past week, he completed the 100-hole hike sponsored by the Golf Association of Philadelphia to raise money for their project called Youth on Course. The goal is to provide access to the game of golf to young people and to provide scholarships to college. Think about that. 100 holes is five rounds of an 18-hole game and then 10 more holes. And guess what? Andrew parred in 60 of the 100 holes. Incredible. Andrew Austin is a remarkable young man for so many reasons. He's a beacon of light whose positive attitude is uplifting to anyone who hears him speak. He plays in adaptive golf events and sees others with one arm, one leg, or no legs, or even blind, then realizes that his situation is easier than others. He said, I have an elbow. Without an elbow, it's that much harder. Looking at the challenges of others opened my eyes. They need help getting dressed or brushing their teeth. It gave me a new perspective. Well, I can truly say that after speaking to Andrew, it gave me a whole new perspective too. We salute you, Andrew Austin, your real champion. We also salute your parents for nurturing you to become such a shining star. You can support Andrew's mission to bring golf to young people. Search for 100 Hole Hike for Youth on Course. We put the link in our newsletter and we'll put it on our website. You can also search Golf Association of Philadelphia and search Youth on Course. This week on Your Radio Doctor, it's the best of your real champions. Thanks for listening. I call this segment The Promise of a Lifetime. More than 16 million Americans served in World War II and over 120,000 became POWs more than any other war or conflict. Here's the story of one who made it back. Tom Flannery looks back on his boyhood in Germantown, St. Francis of Assisi grade school, and LaSalle College High School. He was the second son of Andy and Nellie Flannery. They were born in Ireland, met in Philadelphia, where Andy owned Flannery Square Bar in Nicetown. Like many from his generation, the news of Pearl Harbor stirred Tom and his friends to serve their country. He remembers the call to duty on March 10, 1943. After five months of infantry training, he boarded the ship that traveled from North Jersey to North Africa. But when he landed in Casablanca, Humphrey Bogart wasn't there. He recalled that with a smile. His tour began in Sicily, 3rd Infantry Division, Company B, but malaria put him on the sidelines for a while. On return to duty, he went to Naples for new glasses and remembers the moment his eyes fell on a statue of St. Michael the Archangel, the saint we asked to defend us in battle. Tom said a Hail Mary, asking that he'd be all right. On January 22, 1944, Flannery and 200 other troops jumped from their amphibious assault ship into waters off of Anzio, Italy. His pack was full with a pup tent, blanket, sea rations, ammunition, and a rifle along with a rosary and a miraculous medal with the face of the Blessed Virgin Mary. At six feet tall, he had to bob up and down in the ocean to keep his head above water. Their mission? To take the highway between Rome and Casino as the Germans fought them back to the sea. 
During four months of battle in Anzio, his infantry suffered heavy losses, and on many occasions, Tom relied on his strong Catholic faith. His daughter Karen shared that her father made a promise to God that if he got back, he would go to Mass every day. On the day he was captured, Flannery wasn't supposed to be in that foxhole that was hit by German fire. He had gone to check on a buddy and decided to stay put. It all happened quickly. A pivotal battle. The Germans shelled all night, and when the bombing stopped, enemy troops came in the morning. It was April 26, 1944, and the shrapnel caused bleeding from his head, leg, and backside. He looked up from the foxhole to see the German soldier pointing a gun. This 21-year-old kid wondered, am I going to get shot or killed? He began to pray, because Private Thomas A. Flattery had just become prisoner of war Flannery. The Germans took him to an aid station, removed the shrapnel, then to occupied Rome where he had his first and only glimpse of the Colosseum. Next to Stalag 7B in Germany with 864 other American prisoners, then to a work farm. An article in the bulletin listed him as MIA, but his family found hope when his mother learned that he was a POW with the Germans. For a year and a day, he was held captive. They worked the hell out of us, he said, but he was grateful to be fixing rooftops and cutting grass, knowing his fate would be much worse at the hands of Nazi SS troops. Farmers took the prisoners' clothes at night so they couldn't escape. They subsisted on warm black bread and milk with coffee made from chicory and acorns, with an occasional parcel from home. Just before their rescue, guards moved them from town to town, but then fled. Tom and four other prisoners were hidden by villagers in a cellar. He gripped the rosary and the Medal of Mary as he prayed to St. Jude, patron of hopeless causes. And once they were reunited with troops, they were sent home to Boston. He dialed Victor 40316. Imagine the joy and relief on the other end when he said, Hey, Mom, I'm home. Flannery met his love, Joan Donnelly, on the beach in Ocean City. After a short return to LaSalle College, he worked in his father's bar and eventually took charge. The couple shared 62 years of marriage and seven children before she died 10 years ago. One of their daughters is Kate Flannery, who plays the hilarious Meredith Palmer in the sitcom The Office. The picture in our newsletter shows Tom wearing his Purple Heart and other medals in a picture from Memorial Day of last year. On December 18th, he just turned 99 years old. He answered the phone when I called his Wynwood home that he shares with his daughter Susie. He clearly remembers the details of his war experience, but never shared much detail with his family. Daughter Karen says her father wanted to forget about it and move on. His daughters also say he's so humble he won't take advantage of the free food for veterans because he doesn't think it applies to him. According to Flannery, the guys who didn't make it home were the real heroes. Thomas A. Flannery is grateful that he survived. And for 78 years, he kept that promise. Karen says he wears his miraculous medal every day, and he goes to Mass every day. I thank Mr. Flannery's daughter, Karen, for providing so much of the story, and I want to credit Mari Schaefer, a writer from the Philadelphia Inquirer, for her great article from Veterans Day, November 11, 2016, which I also used as a source. And our biggest thank you to Tom Flannery for his service. It's men like Thomas A. Flannery who make us proud to be Americans. We salute you, Tom Flannery. You're a real champion. 
Your Radio Doctor with Dr. Marianne Ritchie is presented exclusively by Independence Blue Cross. I'm always striving to live my healthiest life, so I need a health plan that has my back. With Independence Blue Cross, I get access to the largest network of doctors and hospitals in the region and free virtual doctor visits 24-7. Plus, with premiums as low as $0 per month, I can stay on top of my health and keep my budget in check. Independence has given me coverage I can count on, and they'll do the same for you. Learn more about your coverage options at ibx.com. When Recovery Centers of America at Devon opened its campuses on the main line and in South Jersey, they offered a new approach, local addiction treatment led by an expert caring team of professionals. RCA has since helped thousands and leads the way in innovative programs and exceptional inpatient and outpatient care, all in a beautiful setting that allows for healing and recovery. RCA answers the phone and admits patients 24-7, 365, including the holidays. All admitted patients and staff are routinely tested for COVID-19. Call now at 1-888-RECOVERY. That's 1-888-RECOVERY. We're enjoying the Parade of Champions this week on Your Radio Doctor as we wish you and your families a happy, healthy new year. I call this segment, Love Thy Neighbor. To really do her story justice, it would take an entire show to explain all the programs which Amy Stoner has overseen in her 35 years at the Archdiocese of Philadelphia. Amy is the director of the community-based Housing and Homeless Division of Catholic Social Services. Translated, she's the heart and soul of Catholic Social Services. Amy was in the first graduating class of social workers from Widener University, and her very first job was at a Head Start Center in Chester. She then heard of an opportunity to work with disadvantaged pregnant moms. Moved by the love for her own one-year-old daughter, Amy answered the call to work with birth moms and dads who were considering parenting or adoption. As of late, for nine consecutive years, Catholic Social Services of the Archdiocese of Philadelphia has been named as Pennsylvania's Service Provider of the Year for helping the highest number of pregnant women throughout the state. The award is granted by Real Alternatives, a nonprofit charitable organization in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania that administers pregnancy and parenting support services. In addition, Catholic Social Services has a family service center in Frankfurt called the Senecal at the Padre Pio Center, and that has been named Site of the Year for 11 straight years for its work with pregnant and parenting mothers. For over 25 years, Catholic Social Services has provided meaningful, life-affirming pregnancy and parenting support services. Through its Beautiful Beginnings program, each year about 5,000 pregnant women receive free and confidential support services prenatal and parenting education, access to baby food, diapers, maternity clothing, baby clothing and furniture, assistance in finding appropriate medical services, and referrals for other services for women and newborns. Under Amy's leadership, women receive support to carry to pregnancy, and there are also services that help moms who consider adoption. On a regular basis, the team holds baby showers in parishes and various locations where people bring diapers and other essentials for moms to care for their new babies. Well, this year, Catholic Social Services is planning the biggest baby shower ever. On September 9, there will be a mass and a walk, then a baby shower in the parking lot at 17th and Vine, and up to 500 moms are expected to join those who donate gifts to celebrate life With music, food, vendors, and workshops, moms will receive new baby clothes and baby items. Amy said, the shower brings people together, 
lending a sense of community and a chance for the faithful to encounter the moms they're helping. Donors aren't just giving gifts. They're sharing an experience and gaining a better understanding of these women in need. Amy sees each of her clients as a fellow human being and has stayed close to many of the women she's met in their time of need. She said it's a powerful experience. One woman invited Amy to her high school graduation and then her wedding, and recently that same woman just met the son she offered up for adoption, and she called Amy to share that moment of joy with her. Countless other programs for preschool children, after school, pregnancy and parenting, family services, seven housing programs and shelters, they depend heavily on money raised by Catholic charities and the goodwill of the people. Take Back the Month is a donation drive to support women who put other needs of their families, like food and diapers, causing inadequate access to feminine hygiene products for themselves. One in five women report being unable to afford these hygiene products and suffer ill effects to their health and dignity each month. Monthly dinners at St. John's Hospice. A bishop joins the men, along with women and children from housing programs, for a catered dinner with music. Women of Hope has Queen for a Day luncheons for those experiencing homelessness and in temporary housing with food dominated from parishes and entertainment. The Recovery Walk brings both clients and anyone who wants to join to walk and pray for those in addiction now. The annual Archbishop's Christmas Party gathers thousands of toys for children throughout the region who might otherwise think Santa forgot them. Boot Up Philly, an event includes those giving and receiving to come together for lunch donated by Chick-fil-A with music and up to a thousand people will receive boots, coats, socks, hygiene products for women. It's an event, not a handout. And every year at the Malvern Retreat House, up to 125 women who are experiencing homelessness or in recovery stay for a two-day retreat. They find love and support in sharing prayer and their stories. What led Amy to social work? Well, she said God's plan was to work through her. Her most rewarding experience is interacting with people every day. Her responsibilities have grown over the years, and she reflects, it's been good for me. I've grown up in the organization and I've done so many different projects that now I can mentor and share my experiences with others who can continue these programs. Because whether I'm planning an outreach or even teaching, I'm ministering to people who are also teaching me, keeping me humble, compassionate, and more open. Amy Stoner lives the gospel message and truly sees the face of Jesus in every person she encounters. We salute you, Amy Stoner, your real champion. What a great way to open the new year. It's the best of your real champions this week on Your Radio Doctor. I call this segment Homers for Hope. For the past two baseball seasons, our entire city felt the magic of brotherly love as we cheered on the fighting Phils through those final games. Though the Phillies didn't get to the World Series, Our spirits got a major boost when we came together to root, root, root for the home team. Well, John Durso is a super baseball fan. He's played on teams all through school and at age 44 still plays hardball with friends on a regular basis. He played shortstop for Central High School and counted on his good friend Rip Rossioli to cover second base. Well, when the two friends reached age 30, Rip was lost in a tragic accident, leaving behind his young wife and a child with medical issues. 
John and his other friends couldn't sit by and watch Rip's widow, Gina, carry this weighty financial burden alone. So in 2009, the men came together in Rip's honor to play baseball and have a cookout. Everybody tossed a donation in a hat and gave $400 to Rip's wife, Gina. She was no stranger to tragedy and appreciated their support. She had already lost both parents when she was in high school. United by the love of their lost friend and their love of baseball, John and his friends decided to make this an annual event. The following year, John created the nonprofit called Homers for Hope. The mission? To hit home runs for families in need. With John as the co-founder and president, the organization rents baseball stadia, as in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, or Trenton, Camden, or Lakewood, New Jersey. What started as an annual home run derby now includes baseball games, softball tournaments, baseball clinics, networking events, and business luncheons. In a home run derby, players are asked to bring their own pitchers. Both the player and the pitcher are required to raise funds. And with John's unique plan, everybody has a chance to score. All events involve athletic activity, but players are incentivized to raise money. Each player has to raise a minimum of $250. Then to make a home run, you can aim for the fence at 200 feet or 325 feet. For instance, if you raise 250 and hit over the short fence, that's one point. If you hit over the long fence and bring $500, you get two points. For $1,000, you get three points. The more money you raise, the better your chance of winning. Their plan has been so successful that it's considered a best practice model for other charities, including the Darren Dalton Foundation. Players meet the family who will benefit from the money raised. One family is supported by each event. Home run derbies can raise as much as $60,000. Now, the money is not gifted in cash. Instead, the family submits their bills and John pays the bills, whether it's mortgage, electric, heating, a car payment. Now, baseball games, each player has to raise $250 and each team finds a family. The final winners get custom-made wooden bats from Woody's. A recent fall baseball team adopted the family of Brian McDermott. He was a volunteer firefighter and a college running back who was hit by a car and lost his leg. Money helped to pay his bills and buy a prosthetic. Now he's a volunteer, and as a bonus, he met his wife because she was the sister of a competitor. He pushes the other guys and gives them a blueprint to do better. Another grateful family includes an emergency room nurse who has a child with special needs. Her husband was a roofer who fell on the job and suffered brain trauma. Worse yet, it happened during the pandemic. Most volunteers are not rich people. They're contractors who don't have big incomes and raise $5 and $10 at a time. Homers also teach school kids and young people the value of helping others in need. One of the volunteers, Mickey Vasquez, used to drive from North Philly to play. He died at the age of 32 from a heart condition, leaving a wife and two children. His nickname was Souls because he loved sneakers. His wife, Millie, was so inspired by Homers for Hope that she created the Souls Foundation to give sneakers to needy inner-city kids. Lou Silverblank from Fast Signs of the Main Line has donated all of the banners and signage. Karen Fiora of Fiora Design donates her time doing graphics. And Brian Quinn of Crown Trophy of Conshohocken donates all the trophies. To date, Homers for Hope has raised over $400,000 and helped over 40 families. There are no paid employees. 
It's 100% volunteers who make a significant impact on people's lives. And in my book, that's better than winning any World Series title. We salute you, John Dorso, and all the great volunteers and board members of Homers for Hope. Learn more at homersforhope.org. Thank you for listening to your radio doctor this week and every Saturday at 5 p.m. here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Listen again to any of our collection of more than 180 shows on odyssey.com. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y.com. Thanks to our exclusive sponsor, Independence Blue Cross, and for support from Recovery Centers of America. We thank you for your continued support and positive feedback about our topics. And remember, your real champion is a very important part of our show. Stories of the people who keep us grounded and remind us of the value of persistence, resilience, empathy, and humility. Tell us about a real champion from your world so we can share their story and then interested listeners can give support as volunteers or send donations. Send topics for discussion or the story of a champion to info at yourradiodoctor.net. We're also excited to share some great news. We've formed a relationship with Helio. What's Helio? A medical media information company that offers comprehensive and accurate award-winning healthcare news, information, education, and expert perspectives on an outstanding platform. So they'll be keeping us abreast of the latest advancements in the medical world, and we'll share that information with you. And in the near future, we'll be launching a program called Diapers for Darlings, collecting disposable diapers for needy mothers. For most of us, a $10 donation toward a bag of disposable diapers isn't too difficult. But for a mother with limited resources who needs a few bags a week, it could mean the difference between money for diapers and enough food for her family. And of course, we're looking forward to sharing the new year with you. Next week, the show will air at a special time on Saturday, January 13th. Tune in at noon. Learn how to best prepare for your annual physical at your primary care doctor's office. That's next Saturday, January 13th at noon. This is your radio doctor, Dr. Marianne Ritchie, wishing you all a 2024 that's filled with happy, healthy, and safe days for you and the ones you love. And we hope that all your dreams come true. We continue to pray for peace in our world, our country, our families, and in our own hearts. Join us every week and remember that your health is your wealth. Thanks for listening to your radio doctor, Dr. Marianne Ritchie, presented exclusively by Independence Blue Cross. To contact Dr. Marianne and to listen to today's show as well as past shows, visit yourradiodoctor.com. This program is paid for by Your Radio Doctor, LLC. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Your Radio Doctor and their guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPHT or Odyssey. Today's program has been pre-recorded. Millions of Americans are losing their medical assistance or Medicaid coverage. If this affects you, Independence Blue Cross can help. You may be eligible to enroll in a health plan for as little as $0 a month. With Independence Blue Cross, you get the largest provider network in the area, including most Keystone First doctors and hospitals. We also offer free 24-7 telemedicine, coverage for hospital stays and prescriptions. See if you qualify for $0 health insurance and enroll today. Call Independence Blue Cross at 1-844-464-2583 or visit ibx.com slash stay covered.